everybody i hope you're having an awesome week i know i'm having a pretty good one the weather is still crazy in philly it snowed and was windy yesterday but thankfully didn't stick so i'm hoping for maybe some warm for st patrick's day if you're in the philly area i'm going to be having a show in ambler for st patrick's day it's going to be super fun it's at the lab in ambler so definitely check that out if you're in our area um and also if you're a fan of the podcast like subscribe follow whatever the internet words are do it all <laughs> we really appreciate it i love you guys i love when you reach out it's it's just so cool to build this community with you all um and on that sappy note our guest today is so interesting so cool you're going to love them they are the co-host of the astrology of podcast and their name is laurel so um without further ado let's just get into it To real chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I am so excited for our guest today. Today we have Laurel from the Astrology of Podcast. Laurel, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm doing great. It's a little overcast Sunday situation, so vibes are real chill, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's It had the audacity to snow on Friday here in Philly. I was like, you had your chance. You don't snow now. <laughs> I just uh, got back yesterday from visiting my sister in Portland, Maine, oh, and wow. there was a whole winter weather storm up there while I was there, right? or it snowed like a foot, and everyone just went about their business as usual. <laughs> wow, this would shut the South down. <laughs> yeah, it would be game over. Yeah, good for them. I would be miserable in Philly if, if it snowed at this point. I'm only cool with it in December, the only time. <laughs> That was the funny thing about being up there. It was my first time visiting Maine at all, but uh, so many people still had all their Christmas lights out still Aww, because they get nice. snow so yeah. far into the winter season <laughs> that they're just like, you know what? It's always winter weatherland up in here. <laughs> was there anything spooky? Important? Whenever I visit, I don't know if you do this, but like I look for like the paranormal things. Did you see anything paranormal while you were out there? I didn't get to like explore anything paranormally while I was there, but everything is old, right? Yes, all the buildings, yeah, all the architecture, sure. all the structure. You just like where I walked around, I could just like feel history I love around that. me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> we drove by so many places on our way to and from. And I was just like, that house is haunted. That house is haunted. That house has a friendly ghost in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was surprised at how haunted the like out West actually is. Cause you, I consider it newer, obviously being in Philly, but they're like, Listen, I don't there. Like out West. I don't know right. a lot about the West, but what I do know is that it's got a rich, violent history. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunately true. Yes. <laughs> That's a stage for sure. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So we always ask our guests the same question uh, to start. And that is when it comes to the paranormal, are you more of a, a true believer or are you more skeptical? I'm certainly a true believer. I mean, there's no, there's no if, ends or buts about that. Um, I've always been a believer. I believe in energy, right? Like yeah, absolutely. one of the core 
functions of my life is that energy is real and it exists and everything is made out of it and that sometimes veils might be thin between energetic um, sources if you will so Uh, I have a lot of like I have a lot of variant variant thoughts on paranormal um, but I do believe that the unseen is a force (laughs) present with us I'm so on board with energy. That's the one thing I really absolutely get behind that. Like, I don't know, like, you know, when we die or whatever, if it's, you know, our soul that stays, but I do think that that energy has to go somewhere. So that's, I'm so on board with you with that. And like feeling other people's energies or like you were talking about just like the, the historic locations they have, they have a feeling like you, you, you can sense it if you pay attention to it. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think a lot of paranormal stuff is um, maybe leftover imprints of energy, especially if like traumatic events happen in these places that that energy might just maybe like groove in to the environment a little bit deeper, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed, right? That's what (laughs) we've known our whole lives. So it's got to come and go from someplace and yeah. So paranormal, big, big green flag for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it would be, that's a relief for you being on this podcast that you're <laughs> at least open to it. Um, cool. Cool. So this kind of goes with my second question too, but what got you into the paranormal or, you know, astrology as well? What was like that beginning moment for you? I mean, I think I was always kind of just oriented in that direction. I love, I guess it really started when I developed a love for fantasy okay. realms and cool. ideas, you know, um, kind of as a, I guess, as a mechanic for escapism in youth, as, as we tend to sure. do. Sure. But like, I would always be so drawn to anything um, specifically like magical. <laughs> yes, I get that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like big time. I think um, I started watching and reading Lord of the Rings really really young and my dad was a big magic guy like fantasy fantastical magic guy and in so many of those stories magic and paranormal things kind of crossed over and like you have your magic and then you have the spirits that are involved in it all you know so I think that it all kind of started in those fantasy realms for me when I was young and then as I kind of grew and became more of a conscious (laughs) thinker I became really fascinated with energy and the idea that like we were saying that it's always kind of there it's like the thing that all things are made out of like we're all made out of matter everything's made out of matter but matter's made out of energy Mm -hmm. underneath it all right and so I got really fascinated with that idea especially when people are so different right sure how does that happen and so I had always been uh ever since I was growing up really into like the sun sign astrology like since I was a kid I was like I'm an Aries oh yeah yeah, (laughs) I love that I do (laughs) I always like subscribed (laughs) to it ever since I was a child and it was fun you know like it was fun my my friends and I would be like whoever we had a crush on, we would like look up all the compatibility and all that. So kind of fun. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the classic. The yeah. Classic. I know. Yeah, he came in. <laughs> My dog just joined us, everyone. And I was, we were talking about it before recording and I was hoping that, that they would. Yeah, so. 
That's so awesome. I, I, was, I really got into like, wow, everyone's so different. It was just very fascinating to me. And then um, I didn't know anything about like the depths of astrology, the nuances right. of astrology for so, for so long. And then when I was like, maybe about to turn 21 ish, I'd been in this long distance relate long-term long distance relationship oh boy <laughs> this, oh boy yes yeah with this kid and I was like 18 when we get like just had freshly turned 18 when we had started dating and anyway I lost myself in that relationship for sure and when we had broken up right around before my 21st birthday I really felt like I didn't know who I was or like what I was about or like who was me separate from from him, from that relationship, from all these things that I was really trying to like work with and heal from. I was, I felt like I was at a loss. And so I was looking for anything I felt like could help just give me some guidance into kind of getting me back on track with myself. And in that process, I was like, okay, I don't know anything about myself, but I do know my name is Laurel and I was born April 8th. I know that makes me an Aries. So I remembered that I was like, oh yeah, wait, I, I, I like that. I, I like, <laughs> I took pride in being an Aries like all through my life, you know? And so I was like, let me just like remind myself about these qualities that I have related to before right. and see if that can help me like try to find it within myself again. Right. You know? And so I started devouring all I could about uh, sun signs, um, just like sun and Aries stuff and just really digging in deeper than I ever had before and then maybe like a week or two later I met someone who would later become very spiritual and instrumental in my spiritual like development and growth um and they were like oh you like astrology what's your moon sign and I was like what the fuck (laughs) there's more yeah I was like what (laughs) they're like oh 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 you will look it up you'll like it and that, that was the rabbit hole I never came out of. <laughs> right. <laughs> I Fair, started yeah. looking it up and I, cause I didn't know that there was more than just the sun sign that there, the other planet had a space in, a, in this energetic pattern as well. And so I started to really dig in deep cause I was like, Oh shit. So you mean Mercury could be somewhere and Venus could be somewhere. Interesting. And the more I dug in the further the further I went, like the more answers I got, the more questions I had. And it right. just became this perpetual like cycle for me. And it really gave me access to parts of myself that I had never before been able to engage or enact or encounter uh, consciously, at least, you know, I was able to kind of like put some, put some names, put some titles on certain qualities about myself that were always there and always functioning, but I didn't have enough perspective away from like living in my own shit to like, right. <laughs> to, like get that vantage point on. Mm-hmm. And that started this entire, what I believe will be a forever journey of self-awareness and development. Absolutely. The more I learned about my basic default disposition and energetic nature, the more I was able to invoke my willpower to make sure that I was bringing out what I wanted to bring out. And then like very shortly after I was like, holy shit, I can use this as a tool. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I can use this with other people too. It can help me understand other people better and what their energetic core natures are and what might be motivating them and their experiences. And so here we are. (laughs) (laughs) No, 12 years later. (laughs) Yeah, 
I've always been really so I do like to do little spells and have intentions and I always say like I don't know like it's it is like an energy thing like you're talking about I don't think I can like do a spell and hex somebody and ruin their life or something but I do think like intention and having this little thing where I put all my you know protective good feelings in I don't know. It means something to me and it makes me happy. So, but with astrology, which is why I was like, I would love to know how you got into it was because it, it has always been so intimidating to me. So I know my sign. I, and I feel I'm a Sagittarius. I feel very like, that's very true to me. You I know what I mean? For like, you. I love Sagittarius. Yeah. I, my sister is a Sagittarius. My mother yeah. is too. And I've always loved y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to think we're fun. Uh, and yeah. we, I, like we, I, I have this problem. <laughs> yep spontaneous I also have this problem well, I have to talk it out with people and sometimes like I have those people that don't want to talk it out with me Meg, like, that's sorry. a fire sign thing yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Aries a fellow fire sign like all all my fire sign peeps we love to to, to live the experience out a little bit and, yeah like, discuss. it builds up if I don't just give it uh-huh. well, yeah it's like we need to yeah. fan, fan the flames let it give the fire some space to to breathe you know what I mean (laughs) absolutely yeah um did you ever feel before this that you're so um the other thing is sometimes we'll have mediums or people like that on the show and from a young age like they know their mediums and Mm -hmm. like to me I'm like really jealous and I don't feel like I can make that connection but what's exciting about this is it sounds like you've like connected to your own energy so this is to you is this something that everyone can do like connect absolutely and get to like a higher level Totally. This is actually, um, so in addition to my podcast, I also have a coaching practice where I use astrology as the crux of my coaching um, with my clients. And what the main part of my, my coaching is that we're, we're working to break from the like cookie cutter prescriptions of what life should be in order to help people align with their inherent natural energy and become a more elevated version of themselves according to their blueprint according to like the energy that they came in with to embody it's about getting you into that space of embodying that by by working (laughs) with your energy and not against it understanding it yeah and trained to to work against and so I will say that um I do possess like some channeling abilities that certainly came through a little bit later in my development journey, I believe that we can all connect to ourselves in a way where we can become more sensitive to the subtle energies that are are around us. And it's a lot just with exposure and intentionality, like we were saying before. Um, And I think that some people are born with a naturally um, a more sensitive antenna, if you will, to that. Mm -hmm. But I, I do believe that for the vast majority of us, um, that kind of ability to connect to spirit or connect to source or connect to yourself, well, however you refer to that, that kind of more divine cosmic connection, it, right. it is, I think that that's available for all of us. And astrology is a really great pathway to that because it is, you know, I, okay, I saw a meme the other day. Someone sent me a meme the other day <laughs> and it said, something to the effect of like, I really, I really hate it when people say that they don't believe in astrology, astrology, the language, like it's not a, it doesn't have to exclusively be a belief system, right? Like it is a language. It is a language of symbols that we can use to understand energetic moments in time. That's so cool. Which is really great. And it's like, you yeah. don't say I don't believe in Spanish. Right. <laughs> you say right. I don't speak Spanish. 
you know? Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, yeah. I do. I have a question and I didn't put this in the, I just thought of it. So if Bring you don't it, know baby. anything, we can, <laughs> Bring it. Um, Bring it. But I'm actually a twin and are, we're pretty different. So that's uh, people always, cause I, I do subscribe to this. I like to try to guess people's signs and sometimes mm-hmm. I get it right. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm not as far into it as you are. So it's, it's not the same, but, um, <laughs> a lot of the times people are like, you're a twin and your sister's so different. Like what would the reasoning for that be? So this is one of my favorite kind of things about astrology and something I really emphasize when I, when I teach it, when I work with it, it is a blueprint, Okay. right? It's, it's a, it's a scaffolding. It's, it's default settings, sure. right? We come in with this energy kind of inherent to us. And when mm-hmm. we don't like do anything about it, it just kind of functions on its own autopilot for the, based on the setting that we have of the energy in our birth chart that we were born beneath, you know, but that doesn't negate our free will. That doesn't right. <laughs> negate our sure. free will whatsoever. It's just that our free will kind of functions with this baseline here. Mm-hmm. And so as you are not sharing like the same soul, like you are, you are, it might be twins, right? But right. Like your soul is your soul and their soul is their soul. So there's that little differentiation in it too. Mm-hmm. But additionally, your experiences will be different. Absolutely. So like they might have friends that, or they might've gotten bullied one day when you weren't there, mm-hmm. right? By these people that are your friends, right? right? And then when you show up and, and your twin is like, I don't really like those people, they bullied me. And you're like, those are my friends. What are you talking about? There's already a divide there in how you're experiencing your energy. And it's going to put you into each different That's spaces so kind of within that spectrum there. And then how you choose to respond to it. That is always on us, how we choose to invoke our energy is an us thing. That's so right? funny. That makes so much sense to me because I mean- as a twin, like not even with personality traits, I feel like as though, cause we did almost everything together until I, we were 18 and we went to college. And I feel like just in general, not even thinking about like our birth chart, our traits kind of split in a way that like we, whatever I was weak in, she was strong in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do still feel like she's very fiery. Like I'm, I'm very outspoken and loud in like public and stuff um and she's like more like like quiet fire <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. like she's scheming, she's planning mm-hmm. she's in control so it's very interesting that you say that because I I can totally see like how she she's taken the energy and the traits and and kind of manipulated it due to yeah. like us growing it's kind up. of like um our natal charts might be our default settings but we get to customize the avatar that's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> right? still like, in control. Like, yeah. We still are in control, which is why I'm a big advocate of not weaponizing astrology. Um, right. I will never stand for being like, oh, like fuck all Scorpios or ew, you're a Gemini. I could never like fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't like consciously choose our charts in this lifetime, at least. Like, you know, we might have had a say in it across some other dimensional moment but like yeah. we don't choose that this is just energy energy is inherently neutral it's what people choose to do with that energy right uh, right can be defined as desirable or undesirable and also there are so many different ways to express energy not every one of whatever is gonna treat you the exact same way as all the leos ever have 
you know? Right, right. Right? No star prejudice in this house. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're great. I'm still going (laughs) to pretend. Like, I don't, again... (laughs) I really like giving people uh, crap. So I'll be like, oh yeah, a Virgo wouldn't believe in this stuff. So it's fine. <laughs> you don't. That makes sense for you. And then I have like coworkers and stuff that are like, you're being ridiculous. And I'm like, you would say that. That's your, your sign talking right now. Sometimes it is the sign talking though. <laughs> I can't tell you how many arguments, not arguments, but discussions I've gotten in with like high earth energy, like a lot of Capricorn. Oh yeah. A lot of Virgo. And they're just like, now and I'm like yeah. because it's not like the physical realm you're not <laughs> you might have a little hard time with it because that's kind of also kind of part of earth energy it's right. not exclusive and that's kind of an important thing to remember like we speak in generalities but that willpower speaks much greater than that's the generalities awesome. we, we can see like astrology comes through a lot harder when the people or the energy of the chart the subjects chart um if they're not living consciously and then like because then it's the energy is kind of doing what it does and right. they're kind of it's more like they're a vehicle for the energy rather than the captain of it that's yeah that's so interesting yeah my uh my boyfriend's a Capricorn and he's another one like I try to do tarot <laughs> with him sometimes and he's like he fights it it was so funny because I would do it and it would give me some really insightful and that's all I use it for too is like kind of yeah. advice so it'd give me some really insightful thing where I'm like, wow, that really applied. And I like, feel like I have more sense of direction. And then I would pull for him and it wouldn't make sense. And I was like, it's because you're it not has, buying in. It, it, it is. You have <laughs> yeah. to be willing to receive. Right. <laughs> you know, you yeah. have to be willing to receive. And that's why I love, because um, I practice tarot too. Uh, I love tarot and I love astrology. And there are, are many other like practical spiritual tools and you don't have to buy into them to use them right? right if you go into it being like I'm open to perspective that's right things can help us that's it see. yeah they can yeah. Just help raise our awareness give us a new way to think about things an alternative way to perceive our environment our circumstances it's incredibly powerful and I do believe that the more intentionally and open you are to receiving more subtle information the easier it is to witness it happening right there because if you're consciously being like it's bullshit you go into everything looking like it's bullshit like you could go into a great job opportunity interview and go Mm. in there and be like this is bullshit and then they're like um but we want to give you full benefits because we like you and you're like no that's bullshit (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it's it's just like we won't (laughs) exactly it's the same with any any topic if you go into it automatically expecting it to be a falsehood then that's all you're going to see because our perspective defines our reality. Mm-hmm. You know, astrology is just a really cool and kind of like objective way to take a look at how we are experiencing our own lives. Right. And like you said, I really like the point that you're bringing up of like with tarot and with astrology, it's like a a good way to kind of get outside of your own point of view and kind of have like that objective, like other friend or person to just kind of be like have you consider another perspective when Mm -hmm. you're going through something which is super super cool to have that control to not need I mean you should still go to therapy but to not need oh yeah no (laughs) we we, we big stand therapy yeah not saying don't you know go get help but it is it does take you out of that that one but I will say that it does demonstrate that there are multiple routes to help 
there are, yeah. there are multiple routes to truth. Uh, I've always really believed that. And I'm sure as a Sagittarius, you would be inclined to agree. I, yeah, yeah. One of the main Sagittarius, <laughs> like when Sagittarius energy is um, manifesting in healthy ways, that is one of the main tenets there is just that there are multiple ways to truth. There's multiple ways to experience a life, right? Absolutely. And so I just, I think that that is just a really powerful reminder like yeah therapy fucking works Mm -hmm. but not every therapist works for everyone doesn't mean that therapy doesn't work like spirituality and religion some it works for some people and it's really hurt some people right you know but that doesn't invalidate the people it's worked for I think it's the same with tarot and astrology and spiritual pursuits too if that is the way that you can connect to yourself or to source or to whatever gives you a sense of um security and comfort you know then as long as it is healthy (laughs) yeah for it you know yeah and I think as like a Sag like the different experiences is what's exciting about help or something like I feel like for me I need I need to be finding new ways to challenge myself or I don't know you know what I mean like yeah I love, I love change. If I get too comfortable, I'm like, I need to get out of here right now. Yeah, ever brought any yeah. horizons, you know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> totally. When the sports world was introduced to two new team names within a week, comedian Dave Primiano told his friend and fellow comedian Dan Getz, We should do a limited series podcast where we rank all the team names in sports. And they did just that. And after they were done, they decided, hey, let's just keep ranking stuff. Thus was born the Rank Bank, where each week they are joined by a panel of experts, aka fellow comedians, to rank all things ranging from the unimportant to the really unimportant. New episodes drop on Mondays and sometimes Tuesday if it's a two-parter. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore rank underscore bank. How does um, someone, because I've always, obviously, I've always liked astrology, but I've felt, I've seen the maps and the charts, yeah. and I've felt very intimidated by all of it. So I think that's really what's held me back, is I've never felt like I have the capacity for it. So how does someone who's brand new into it kind of get further? So I, there are lots of resources out there, especially nowadays, especially now that astrology is a little bit more socially acceptable than it's ever been in recent history, at least, um, what with the mainstream kind of normalizing a bit more sense of self-discovery. So astrology is a great tool for that. And so there are lots of resources online. However, not every resource is going to be written from a objective standpoint and that kind of can show so there's a little common sense when you're doing your online research required there right but um resources that I use continue to use and use grow growing up coming up as an astrologer (laughs) um the astrology podcast by Chris Brennan he's uh, definitely a wonderful teacher there are hundreds like close to 500 maybe episodes that are basically all lectures on various astrological 
uh, technique. Um, he does specialize in Hellenistic astrology, which is also what I specialize in as well. So there are lots of branches. So that can become overwhelming at first. But doing doing research on different teachers to help you find like what speaks to you is always encouraged. Chani Nicholas is a really wonderful resource as well. She has an app that I freaking swear by. It is the best, one of the best astrology apps I've ever used um, from an all levels perspective. Like it teaches you things, it breaks it down. The interpretations are flawless. So really recommend that. Um, books by Robert Hand are good too Ooh. there, but I think that the best way to learn is to find a teacher, is to talk about it with people. Uh, we already talked about how we're auditory processors. Like, we got to talk these yeah. things out, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that was a big thing. And so finding community is massive uh, for sure. And I actually host usually once a month a free, like, learn learn how to read a birth chart, learn astrology, like workshop. I also offer astrological mentorship program to people who want to learn astrology one-on-one and go over all the basics so they can learn how to build the vocabulary and this like quote unquote sentence structure, if you will, um, of how to read and interpret charts there. But there are That's a lot awesome. of different resources. I would definitely say that making sure you break it down one component at a time, you know, okay. learn your planet, learn your sign, learn your houses, learn your aspects, and then mm-hmm. you can start to integrate it all together. But it is a lot of memorization and there's no avoiding that. At least right. <laughs> like a language, unfortunately. Exactly. But then yeah. it becomes intuitive, like a language. Right. That's You that's learn so how cool. to translate the vibe of what you're trying, what you're feeling or thinking to pal- palpable nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Could you um, describe the branch of astrology that you chose to go into that you mentioned a little bit? Yeah, so I practice primarily Hellenistic astrology. There's a little bit of um, some modern influence in because when I was first learning astrology, I was just out there devouring everything I possibly could, you know, but um, several, many years into my journey, maybe six or seven years into my journey, I was introduced introduced to Hellenistic astrology by the astrology podcast and Chris Brennan and Hellenistic astrology is considered to be the oldest school of Western astrology, and it originated uh, about 5,000 or so years ago in ancient Babylon, I believe, and that's when the first, like, systems of Western astrology were kind of put together, and then it, like, had its height and its reign in Greece, so, like, when you think of ancient Greek astrologers, that's so like, cool. yeah, that, that's the kind of branch that they were practicing, But then as history wore on and theocracy took a real tight hold of many of the cultural climates of the time, this little thing called the Crusades happened, you may have, you may recognize it, and a lot of um, astrological and anything considered divinatory was burned and nixed, nixed from the scene. Christianity said, no, 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 we'll not have (laughs) And so they got rid of a lot, like they burned a lot of material, a lot of sources. But in the, I think, 1990s, it was something called Project Hindsight 
transpired where people had gotten their hands on lost text from like ancient Ooh. Greece. Yeah. And so a bunch of astrologers went and learned Greek so they could translate it. And they ended up translating what is the Hellenistic system of astrology. So I had spent many years following other systems and identifying with it. But when I started to familiarize myself with some of the teachings that they had uncovered in their work with Hellenistic astrology, it just resonated even more. You know, it just hit even harder. I was just like, wow, <laughs> this fills in the gaps that I still had from other systems of thought. So that just really resonated with me. And I like the idea of going back to source, you know, going back. Right. To, I love that. Yeah. To the core of like why, why it was, how it survived so long because it was what it was then, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really into history and the idea of, you know, doing it the way the people who, who started it are doing it is like really cool to me. Yeah. Like keeping it, those practices. That's it really awesome. is. It really is. It can create some divides within the astrology community because Hellenistic does a couple, change a couple of things, but I have found them to be very accurate. That's so cool. That actually leads perfectly into the next question, which is, do you have any interesting personal experiences or stories from reading astrology for yourself or others where you're like, oh, I'm nailing this today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Every day of my freaking life. That's Can that awesome. be an acceptable answer? No, like, truly. <laughs> it truly is because um, one of the ways that you can really learn aside from the memorizing, like that's just like the basic flat line. Everyone's got to do that a little bit, but the way you can really like feel and learn to feel the energy is by observing it. So sure. I actively look at my chart often daily to see the kind of what's happening and what is what I might be experiencing. And then I can like see it playing out in my life. But um, a good oh. example with, the, with a client that I had, this was a few years ago, she was asking about romance. And so I was looking at her chart and I kind of was, this is when I was a baby beginning professional astrologer. Uh, and I was like, oh, do I do I say all what I see here? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh. Um, but I decided to like gently broach this topic um, that I was seeing with her since she was asking about relationships anyway. But one of one of the kind of energetic configurations that I was seeing in her chart could indicate um, infidelity in relationships oh, no. or secret relationships or things that are hidden there and so I asked her like how big like what was going on now and then I told her what I saw and I was like I think that this would be an important thing for you to be aware of I'm not saying that this is exactly what's happening right now but there is a disposition towards finding yourself in these types of energy and maybe potentially being the other woman was what it kind of indicated um... in her chart that was what was coming through for me and I shared that with her and I, I kind of wanted to sh share it as a cautionary thing. Right, and yeah. then she was like, shut up. And I was like, oh no, this is why I was worried. <laughs> was and I was like, oh God, oh no. And then she was just like, you don't know any, she was like, you don't really know anything about my personal life. And I was like, mm -hmm, nothing. And she was like, I found out like within the last like month or so that my long-term boyfriend of like two years was married the whole time whoa yeah <laughs> I was like oh. 
that's intense i would be devastated that's terrible to hear. Yeah, like terrible that happens news. in readings all the time where she's like i can't make this up i can't i just i can't wow yeah um let me see so how do you move forward? so say you're reading my chart and it has that or it has something that is maybe you know something a trait you want to work on how do you like change your energy to to be more helpful to you in that scenario find that when you focus on the on understanding what the core of that energy is it raises your awareness and in my opinion awareness is humanity's skeleton key like we can tackle anything better you know when we are more aware of it so it's like if you know that there is this tendency to be hidden in relationships or fall into relationships that might like push you to the wayside. It's like we can't control what other people are going to do, but we can control like how we're going to react and respond to that, you know? So that might push you to ask the right questions maybe earlier in the relationship or to make sure that like you guys are going out in public together and introducing friends and to families, you know, like, like these are just basic hedges. Right. But it also means that you can look at like, okay, well, what, why might I find myself being attracted to these kinds of things Mm. to begin with? Mm -hmm. And can kind of get at some of the deeper seated things that might actually need to be worked on. Is it because on some subconscious level, you don't believe that you are enough? Right. You know, assuming that it's a monogamous type of dynamic that y'all are entering into, you know, like that you're not enough for somebody, which like a hot take, um, no one person is enough for anybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all offer each other different things in our relationship, platonic, romantic, or otherwise, you know, but like, if that's a thought that you have, that you need to be everything that one person needs, right? Like, I know I've been there <laughs> before. Yeah, you know, I, I have that's too. That we've all been, we've all can relate to on a certain level. And then it's never enough. And then you're just angry. So it can help you kind of get into the, like, why do I, why do I, why am I putting that pressure on me to do that? Like, that's not my job. It's my job to show up in the role that we, that is agreed upon, you know? And so you can start to do some of that deeper mind shifting, perspective shifting, shadow work. It's a lot of work. I've, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that work too. And it is. Sometimes when you learn the thing about yourself, you kind of known it the whole time. And now you've known it the whole time. As soon as it comes to light, you're like, oh, oh it's it's kind of like having a little veil over it. (laughs) You know, you knew the obstacle was in the room. Yeah. Then you take it off and it's like, oh, that's what it's called. (laughs) Like, that's his name. That's how to identify it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Cause like, I realize this is really personal, but I realize like, for me, I like being like taken care of. I think the way that my parents, my parents had two sets of twins. So my mom was a great mom, but you always got extra attention if you were sick or if you needed help or, you know what I mean? So I found that I like, I needed to be babied a lot. And now I'm like trying to work through that. Like I, I can feel fulfillment and feel loved without having that like extra layer of yes. being taken care of and it's been a lot of 
terrible work. Having it, to, it, it, it's to, hard to let I it mean, go and try to stop asking people for that type of attention because sometimes people are like, "You've been sick for like a week. Get over it." <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yeah, you know there is, I mean? like you've been sad there's for like a while. Finding or, that fine line. Yeah, there. yeah. But there's also something very valuable and I think important in that too about asking for what you need. Right. You know, and one of the cool things of how we can use astrology is that it can indicate what our needs are. Yeah. It can tell us in no uncertain terms. Like, um, so one of the subjects from my podcast, they had an aspect where it indicated that they would be a little bit more emotionally needy. Like, I know that about myself. Why? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they would really need a lot of extra attention and care and reassurance. Um, because they energetically speaking had you know some issues around feeling cared for feeling loved you know and it showed up in their chart and it was actually the chart of victim because season one of my podcast has been the astrology of serial killers (laughs) right right. it was actually in um well just killers I guess it was in OJ Simpson and Nicole Brown Simpson it was her in her oh, chart that wow. she needed a lot of extra reassurance and so knowing a lot about their story that was not really something he was capable of doing and giving without becoming right. very angry and lashing out and abusive towards her and so it kept perpetuating those emotions in a lot of ways so it almost is like because like his chart was kind of showing that he's not able to to provide what she needed so it was kind of clashing that's what yeah. you saw yeah wow. totally we we are releasing wow. those episodes you... this coming week they'll be out by the time this is out that's so yeah we actually go into like what's called synastry which is um taking their one person's energy say... and another person's energy and putting it together to see how you influence and impact do you do that other. for for like um I do relationship readings yeah (laughs) okay I might have to hit you up after this (laughs) I'm very happy in my relationship so it would be more of just like an interesting thing to see you know what I mean like I don't think totally totally totally. yeah well it's really it's really it is really interesting because we have we did we've done the astrology of a couple there have been a couple of subjects we've had charts for both the uh killer and the victim of it and so it's very interesting to see the correlation between all of those but it it's also tells you like about how you influence each other what you bring out in each other and then there's another branch of relationship astrology where you can actually see what the relationship itself looks like because in any relationship it's like cool (laughs) there's you there's me and there's the relationship relationship. yeah exactly exactly so it's like you could have the best dentistry which is when you the way you impact each other in the world you have the greatest compatibility in the world but if that composite chart which is the relationship itself is covered in red flags then it's like damn this is like one of those that would probably feel like a one who got away because the relationship itself right. could not come into oh, fruition or not my gosh. flourish 
Yeah. I'm going to learn. This is the type of astrology, sinistry, you called it? Yeah. This is what I'm going to learn because I'm going to do all my best friends. I'm going (laughs) to do every single ex. I'm going to be like, this makes sense. This is why I still have weird dreams about you. (laughs) Even though, like, amazing. It's its own rabbit hole. This is how the rabbit hole starts. Yeah. That's so interesting. Oh, wow. This is helpful. And then you just keep learning. You keep growing. And I swear, there's always something new. That's so cool. There's always something new. And the charts don't, like, the birth chart doesn't change. We right. have our energy that we come in with. Our natal chart energy is ours. Mm-hmm. But the ways that we can like level up and understand and interact with it, that does change over time. And it can show us new faucets of ourselves as Ugh. we're growing and developing. So it's just, it's just so powerful. I you love know? that. Like, yeah. I, it's just, it's so handy. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about your podcast. So okay. you have to get into it. So tell me about it. How to get started. How's it going? <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm so excited. This podcast is my little baby. Um, so uh, several, almost a year ago now. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Almost a year ago now, I decided that I wanted an Akashic Records reading. And are you familiar oh, with the Akashic I Records? I am. Yeah. Okay. So for those of our listeners who might not know what the Akashic Records are, um, it's it's basically a spiritual library yeah. <laughs> um, that exists on a probably different dimension than us. But basically, mm-hmm. it's like the library of time. All of our li- all of our past lives are there, future lives. Like it is a big deal. <laughs> it's everything. Yeah, it's everything. <laughs> it really is everything. And um, Akash Records practitioners can help you access those records and they can like go into the records for you and with you and help answer some questions. Like if you have kind of uh, things that are reoccurring for you again and again and again, and it's like, you need to understand if this is like, what's the source of this issue? Like you can go in there and you look at your past lives and see how it could be something that stemmed from past lives that are you're trying to like resolve here in this one. So it was really cool. Again, another very powerful tool for gaining different perspectives. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I decided I wanted one. I'd heard about it and I was like, you know what? That sounds right the fuck up my alley. <laughs> so I looked up Akashic Record Readers on Instagram because Instagram, hello. And <laughs> a bunch of people came up and I just, I didn't click on anyone's profile. I just kind of looked at the list. And then there was like this one person who, who turned up and I was just like magnetically drawn to them. And I was like, mm, this is my person. I clicked their profile and I read their little bio and I was like, this, it, this person is going to be my reader. Yes. I just that felt rocks. like this immediate like kinship, although I had never met or interacted with this person ever before. And so that person was named Danny. And I booked a reading with them and within literally five seconds of being on our Zoom call together, we were just shooting the shit, laughing, like hacking it up. Like it was an instant connection where I was just like, hey, friend, totally, like good to see you again somehow. (laughs) You know, it was very like we knew each other from maybe different lives. And so that was lovely. And then a couple more months passed and I did another one. And then Danny and I just were like, dude, let's just be freaking friends. And so we started just texting each other about like whatever. And then a few more months passed. And then Danny one day texted me and was like, do you like, a sh- or do you like podcasts? And I was like, I love podcasts. And she was like, do you like true crime? And I was like, fucking, I fuck hard with true crime. Sure. And so I'm thinking she's about to send me like a very interesting true po- crime episode to listen to. 
And she was like, I had this idea to start an astrology, like true crime podcast for a while now, but I don't know astrology. Like <laughs> That's important. Yeah. <laughs> like, count me in. Let's go. Let's do it. Because there's a big Venn diagram. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, if you really? like true crime. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the very odds connected. If you also like liking um, paranormal or fringe or astrology type topics is, I think, a little increased there. Absolutely. So we started working on the podcast and we have finished recording our first season. Yay. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. We released our first episode on December 18th, 2022. And it was the astrology of Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, and wow. all of our episodes at this point are done in three-part series. So we pick a subject. And in episode one, we go over their history and their background and their bio. In episode two, we dig into the birth chart itself. Mm-hmm. And then in episode three, we've been doing timelines and transits and seeing how the astrology of certain moments in their lives was impacting their chart so we've been doing like the date of their first kill or their arrest or their sentencing date which has been super fascinating so cool I've not it's so interesting that there's not a podcast like this you know what I mean like it is it is so interesting I did listen um I I don't remember what (laughs) what episode it was but I did listen I was like this is incredible just hearing how it like oh it was um the barbie killers yes paul bernardo and yeah they are a freaking nut job yeah they're (laughs) you talking about their charts i was like oh gosh it is they were by the time we were like ending recording for them we were by the end of it we were just like "Uh uh-huh yep to be expected because it was just so literal it was like uh, it was like perfectly literal the astrology we were just like yeah like so they are funny. living so hard in default that into their energies just, yeah, yeah. like exactly we're just like big fucking surprise <laughs> you know what I mean yeah but yeah we have recently decided that we are kind of switching up some of the dynamic of the podcast a little bit where instead of being strictly a true crime astrology podcast, we're moving a little bit, we're going to broaden the scope, which was, I think, kind of always the direction we were gearing in. But I'm sure you understand having your own podcast that it grows and it develops as yeah. you do it, you know, as you yeah. live it and experience it. And so we decided that we're going to switch a little bit out of just true crime. And we're going to be doing, we're going to be more of like a pop culture astrology podcast is like our pop culture let's be real yeah our second season we're going to be doing the astrology of child stars that's gonna be so fun so we have like our subjects they have some subjects picked out from there and then like other seasons we'll do like presidents and like world leaders and rock stars and pop icons and artists and authors you know like it's the astrology of whatever Yeah, I like that too. Um, because I don't know, sometimes true crime, if you do it for, I, I just feel like it's easy to get into like a spot you don't want to if you do, like, because with even with my podcast, it's paranormal. We'll talk about true crime if the guest has like a connection to the crime. That's like my rule. I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna, I don't want to get into it because, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it's really interesting when the families are still around, like, yeah, all of that energy. But your take on it is, it's, I don't think it really like idolizes 
the killer in any way you know what i mean it's very like this is what happened and this is their personality you know what i mean it's yeah not yeah no and i and i think that way. it's really important to to do that because what astrology to me and bottom line is that it's the study of the human experience yeah right it's like how cosmic influences so cool. can impact the human experience and yeah. they might be murderers right like they might be presidents, they might be child stars, they might be whoever, but they're still human, right? Yeah. And so it's really interesting because like um, Dahmer was a great example, actually. His rising sign is Libra. My rising sign is Libra. Oh. His Venus is in Taurus, ruling his chart. My Venus is in Taurus, <laughs> you ruling my chart. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, OJ Simpson, he and I both have an Aquarius moon, you know? Uh, there are a lot of examples we share this energy with these people but you don't see me going and doing anything like what Dahmer's doing right right but we do have certain qualities that would align with one another too so it's just to me very fascinating to see like where does the energy go off the rails what is the recipe the energetic recipe that might set somebody up to be a little bit more this way or that way before you take free will into account because obviously no one had to do any of the shit that they've done Right. right. So it's just really interesting to kind of look at like, what's the, what can we be mindful of? It's like, if you go in, if you know in your chart that you share many positions with these people and you're like, Ooh, I don't want to end up like that. It gives you this ability to learn from their mistakes, learn from the ways that they use their energy that you do not wish to use yours. Right. Yeah. You know? That's a really good point. Seeing the connection and understanding because I do feel like like what you said even with like me and my sister being twins like it's it is about the choices you make and how you use the energy so like mm-hmm. and I feel like there are a lot of the times with serial killers or killers it has a little bit also to do with their upbringing I oh don't think more that's... than a little bit yeah <laughs> like like more than a little bit and the funny yeah. thing about astrology funny <laughs> but the funny <laughs> thing about astrology is that it can indicate a tough childhood and that's the thing it does it can like, it can oh, show you baby. past yes yeah oh well. for sure so Whoa. um here's a i want to really... do my dad see every time ah! you tell me something i'm like i want to <laughs> you're like we gotta keep going because <laughs> he has uh, secrets he won't tell me so i'm gonna go look in his chart yeah. <laughs> and figure it out myself <laughs> so a great example of, of this is that um john wayne gacy mm-hmm. is a pisces son and a Pisces moon. Wow. And when, when, I don't know how much research you've done independently about Pisces, but a lot of the times when you look up things about Pisces, about how kind, how loving, how sweet, yeah. how empathetic, how compassionate, how creative, how artistic. Yeah. What, what of those words describe John Wayne Gacy aside from creative? And that's even with like some cringy stank eye attached to it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you were creative, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like he had things happening in there where it was indicated that that those qualities could have been part of his disposition had his childhood been different. But his chart also indicated a very tough childhood and very the impression his childhood made on him. He integrated all of that into himself. So he it was like um, this example I give with Pisces because they actually Pisces energy shows up a lot in these charts of victims and killers too it's because it's really impressionable right so it's like Pisces is the fish 
And so a fish that's born in toxic water does not know the water is toxic. Right. Unless it's taken and put into clean water. Right. It'll never know that it'll never know that the toxic water is toxic. It was born into it. Right. Right. Wow. And so like that shows up in a lot of these killers charts. You can see where neglect experiences you'd be like energetically you'd be like um excuse me this is this looks like abuse to me and then you read their story and you're like yeah there it is yeah because I know Gacy had I think like a neglectful father right the the yeah terrible terrible father awful yeah. awful awful father and that determined a lot of like the foundation in which Gacy brought forward into the rest of his life right so it's like we can see that in the chart it's not a matter of nature versus nurture it's that astrology can help us to under energetically understand the nurture that might have occurred there and how more importantly how the individual experiences it right right and it's interesting to think because like you said creative or whatever else it's interesting to think how external forces can um, manipulate you into using your energy in different ways. So, like, because mm-hmm. he was like a painter or something. So, like, if his family he had supported a, him, a design, like yeah, contracting like, company, he built houses. He he know? put that that energy elsewhere into other things that he felt would, you know, his get, barbecues get were always themed. He would always like dress up. Right, there no right. like like the creative facets were there. I mean, even the ways that he tortured people was like. You know, Ugh. you don't want to assign the word creative to those kinds of acts, but like, you got to call a spade a spade. It, right. Who had seen that before? Right. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. God. Exactly. Like it's, it's horrendous, mm-hmm. but it's like you can't. There are certain qualities when you see them show up energetically. It's like you can't deny it. It's there. It's just that how it was using used. it differently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dang. Exactly that, and it's like a great example of somebody else that we've covered. Um. Travis Alexander was um, the boyfriend of Jody Arias, who she murdered. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> These he are had, so rough. He had aspects in his chart. He had this. He had a similar aspect where um, Gacy had his son in his fourth house, which indicated that his identity would be deeply rooted into the early upbringing and home and family. So did Travis Alexander, who grew up in a abusive, neglectful really shitty situation with like addict parents and all kinds of bad stuff yeah. and he was deeply shaped by his upbringing too mm-hmm. however he actually used it and turned it around and used it as like I will never be that I will never experience that again and he like pulled himself up by his little bootstrap oh. <laughs> there you know and he ended up yeah, making a successful life for himself until he met Jody and then she like Ugh. um right but even like his attraction to people like her was mm-hmm. indicated in his chart too. But you can see that even just the fact that he and Gacy shared that same positioning meant that their upbringings were deeply influential in their lives, like deeply, deeply. Like it, it, a lot of their core identity was formed around wow. it because they shared that aspect. But then they went on to do slightly, to do slightly different things, very different, very different, very, different things. <laughs> very, right. very different things. Mm-hmm. there absolutely <laughs> but that energy current still runs through it so wow yeah yeah it's crazy stuff crazy it is and is there so is there a specific episode or series of episodes that you would recommend listeners start with like a favorite of yours I really love our Ed Gein 
Oh, he's so creepy. So creepy. And it's oh. the weirdest thing because it's like, because I mentioned that like I channel and when I'm doing astrology, I do, I do end up channeling. It's like, I get very into that groove of that energy that I'm channeling through things. So I like, I'm sitting in that energy and my um, co-host Danny, they channel too. Right. So it's like sitting in serial killer energy is freaking tough when you're a little sensitive being. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want to do that. But it's so all. deeply fascinating, you know? Um, but the Ed Gein ones were, they were really fun for us to record. His story is, is, is wild. Um, he is truly a madman, right? Yeah. And I think that that made it a little bit, uh, it's going to sound bad, but like it made it a little bit more fun to, sure. to engage with the energy because you know that a lot of his actions were not as conscious and intentional as these other people. Wow. You know, it's like Ed Gein did evil acts. I don't think, especially after spending so much time with his energy, that Ed Gein is evil. Like, I don't think he's an embodiment of evil. I think that he was a man who needed a lot of freaking help. Yeah. Mental help. I'm not excusing his acts, but he was not mentally well. Yeah. He spent his entire rest of his life in psychiatric hospitals. Yeah. And and he loved it, right? And he loved it. He was like a (laughs) He was a model. He was a model patient. He loved the structure. He He wanted the structure. Yeah. He kind of had a, he had like a, he had humor. He was like fun to talk to apparently. Like Mm -hmm. he, when he was taken care of in the ways he needed to be taken care of he wasn't what these other people were but we could see energetically where some of that shit came from right you know like we can we know his mother was a huge influence in his upbringing (laughs) and that was all over the chart but when we were looking at his timelines it was just so fascinating because it was like we were really were looking at the astrology of mental breakdown of like a, a, a break yeah it showed all over the charts it was crazy like um the planet uranus was involved in some of it and Uranus is all about um breakthroughs breakdowns upheavals disruptions <laughs> the breaks yeah the breaks the breaks the lightning bolt it tends to show up when things are chaotic wow. and it was in certain uh, days that we looked at in his life it was like it was making an influence on his mercury which was uh which is our thoughts and our ideas and how we bring what's happening within out externally how we process information and so it was just it was one of my favorite episodes, I think, so far to to record, and his story is just really uh, crazy. I mean, a million trigger warnings for oh, absolutely, yeah, episode. yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, that one I think um, that one I think is a is a is a fun one to cool. to do and to start with, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was, I had so much fun. I learned great. a million new things. So I'm really excited. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Just yeah. Here to help educate and, and show people that like astrology can be a really cool tool. Absolutely. And where can people, it. yeah. And where can people find you, your show, everything? So you can find me at attuned underscore alignment. 
on Instagram. My personal website for my astrology practice is www.attunedalignment.com. And you can find the podcast uh, on Apple, on Spotify. I think we're on all of the major platforms. And we are the astrology of dot, dot, dot podcast on all those platforms. And we are at the astrology of podcast on Instagram as well. And we'll be rolling out season two. I think our release date will be mid-April. So we'll be That's getting child stars. I know, I know. <laughs> Lots to do. Awesome. I still have to follow you. So I'll follow you. I'll also include all that info in our show notes so people can find you easily. Um, this was so fun. Please come back Great. anytime you want to announce a season to. or anything like that. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Meg. And I'm so excited for our budding new friendship. Yay! (laughs) Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.